Hello, and welcome to the Nostalgia Podcast. A podcast where we discuss the retelling or continuation of pop culture favorites as seen through a queer and feminist lens. My name's Eric Lefebvre. And my name is Jessica Tercero. And this week we watched... Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Indiana Jones is what we watched. So we watched... I know we're not doing a big four-parter. We watched the Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was the debut for the franchise. And then we watched the uh, much... Um, what's the opposite of applause? It's not uh, beleaguered. The much... Um, Hated, I guess. Hated, yeah. The, the 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 very despised reboot fourth installment of the and franchise. So. <laughs> yeah, Chris, the kingdom so. kingdom of the crystal skull. Although there are levels to it that I absolutely conceptually, I'm very on board. Because again, I'm big alien boy. Love the stars. Love the concept of like ethereal sci-fi in a in a conceptual like time placement although the whole 50s bullshit like we need to calm down even though the other ones were the 30s i yeah. get it it's the time but <laughs> even still it's a whole thing but i love it they go to area 51 or hangar 51 or whatever and that's where the arc is i'm like yes oh my okay. god oh so, my god i was like this is where that like area 51 they can't stop us all thing somebody fucking watched that and then was like yeah Fuck yeah, they can't stop us all if we go over yeah. there. And then they made that stupid Facebook event. This oh. is what this is what caused that. That's what's part. Oh, is is this is this where we create the conspiracy that Kingdom of the Crystal Skull sparked the a highly anticipated 2009, September two thousand nineteen uh, breaking into Area fifty one yes. moment? Got yes. it. Love. <laughs> I love it. Um, I I truly okay. I loved all of those silly memes, like the one where it's like the dad yeah. bringing his daughter outside and then like showing her like, you got a new car, but it's like a ghost from um, Halo. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. So funny. Yeah, so good. Um, yeah. I watched all of these movies when I was a kid. Or, well, obviously not Crystal Skull because that came out like not too long ago, I guess. But well, like 12, I, I, 12 years. 12 years wait, ago. Well, are you serious? Oh my god! Two thousand eight. I thought I I I thought it was like six years ago, but then I'm like, wait, timeline wise, that makes no sense. It was when I was in high school. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I watched all of the first three growing up, and the one that I loved the most because it was always on TV was uh, Last Crusade, and that's the one people are like, no, it's all about Temple of Doom, blah 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 blah. But I still stand that um, that's the best one, but. I went to go see Crystal Skull in theaters at midnight on release Ooh. day. Yeah. And I was like stoked. I had like my, my, me and my friends were there and like we all watched it and we were all like, before the movie, there was like a lot of anticipation and excitement and like cheering, like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, we're here. And then at the end, like towards like, you, you know, at a, at a midnight movie, it's like usually like screaming and excitement and like, <gasps> and like, it, it's fun because you like, oh, yeah. you know, gasp with everybody and you do the, but there was like, after about 10 minutes, it was gone. Like there was none of that. And it was just fucking quiet, which was weird for a packed ass theater. But somebody stood up as the credits started to roll and just kind of like shouted like, Lucas, the last eight movies. Fuck it. Let's get drunk. And like just walked out of the theater. And I will never forget that because that just kind of sums up 
crystal skull for me. I don't know. <laughs> Conceptually, uh, like you, I fucking love aliens. I'm super on board. I'm like a sci-fi queen over here. But this was just done bad. And we'll get into why. Yeah. But bad, fuck, bad. I have a lot to say about I, uh, I also... the first movie. Fucking Same. half of my notes are all on this one thing, and I'm very fucking mad after watching. And I'm glad that we did these two because they both, um, they kind of like continue the story of Indian Marion, who yes. is most of my notes. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a lot. Um, Indy Anna Jones is supposed to be like this kind of like schluffy i know the character is very much han solo i mean that's kind of harrison ford's thing he's like very good but also doesn't care you know wait is like he that... good though he isn't good though N- no but no but that, but th- that's supposed to be the character it's like he's supposed to be very like charismatic and charming but also like so laid back that like nothing bothers him but at the same time is like like in the face of danger can do whatever I mean, sure but does that make him good what no, makes no, no. I, like, I, I meant, I meant, I only meant good in terms of how oftentimes a hero in any story is presented as presumably good. Um, yes. Whereas, where I mean, obviously, getting into g- the generalities of what is ethically good and bad, I don't think there's anything good about Indiana Jones in that context. But I'm just saying in general, like it's he's very much doing that character, but with a whip and a hat, which is fine. It's like, it is what it is, but I don't like it. I like, spoiler alert, I don't like Indiana Jones. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I know a lot of people really resonate with the character. And by people, I mean cis white men yes. um, really resonate with this idea of a not trying but succeeding kind of motif because y'all only fail upward. And that's kind of the vibe in a white supremacist patriarchy. But. He's so unlikable in every fucking way. Like, every aspect of him is bad. (laughs) I got, like, okay, so, yes, I agree. And I got vibes, like, um, you know how when we did our Ghostbusters episode, we were talking about Bill Murray in that and speaking of failing up and all of that, right? So, like... Because I was also trying to think of, like, who, like, fucking really stands Indiana Jones? And, like, as a character, like, knowing, like, that is, like, critical of him and, like, looks at what he did. He's not a good dude, dude. Like, he's no a bad guy who is super big on objectification and, uh, God, okay. Yeah, yeah we need, I think we need to get into this. <laughs> yeah, because we're just going to roll right into what we have to say. Yeah, okay, let's jump yeah, into the first Okay, one. let's do it. Okay, let's The year, 1936. The man, hot guy, relics thief, and prototypical westernized colonizer, Indiana Jones. The task? Stop the Nazis from getting their hands on the Ark of the Covenant for fear of its power falling into the wrong hands. So instead, the power falls into Jones's hands and steals it for America, I guess, which is better for some reason. After being tasked with the responsibility, Jones journeys to Nepal to retrieve a talisman key from his former mentor, Abner Ravenwood. Oh no, Abner has died, but his daughter, Marion, who Jones coerced and had a non-consensual affair with at the age of 15, is very much alive and is, for some reason, now the main romantic interest of the movie. Cool. 
They traveled to Cairo with the talisman only to be met with foil after foil, where, in true male gaze fashion, Marion is used as a trope as well as an actual object of distraction when Jones leaves her to be held against her will so she doesn't blow up his plan. Cool! Anyways, Jones finds the Ark, is caught by Nazis, gets away, is caught again, Nazis have the Ark, JK, the Ark's ghost power kills the Nazis, and Jones is heralded as a national hero and paid handsomely. Also, snakes? Also snakes. There were also snakes in this movie, um, which I have a lot to say about snakes and dicks. What up? Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) um not really but kind of i have some interesting takes i think okay Um, i also have interesting takes can we first talk about how okay i was watching this movie and i never thought about this because like the way that it's presented is just very like a small line of dialogue to make sure that you know that marion and indy were like connected romantically at some point right romantically um and then like she was like this many years ago and I was like wait hold on how old are they and then like I went down this rabbit hole I had to pause because it was really bothering me I was like how fucking old what and it turns out when they fucked Marion was 15 and Indiana Jones was 27 and the whole time he's like He's fucking brushing her off, right? He's like, you knew what you were doing. Uh, and she's like calling him out like, it was wrong and you knew it. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. And then like, he just like fucking brushes her off. And then he like, is like, it didn't take much for me and your dad to stop being friends. Only you. Meaning that daddy Ravenwood found out about the sexual assault and was like, you fucked my daughter. My daughter is 15. Fuck you. And he was like, you know, so he did the right thing. and was like, you know, stay the fuck out of my life and out of my like, yeah. stay get the fuck away. And Indiana Jones later on is just like, it didn't take much furthering the objectification of Marion in this whole fucking thing because yeah. Marion as a character, right? She's supposed to be, I, I was so fucking thrown watching her character because like when you first see her, you're like, oh, cool. Like she can drink dudes under the table. Awesome. She can do this. She can do that. She seems very capable. And then the whole yeah. fucking time they damsel her and make her instantly fall in love with Indy again. And just she always had to be saved. And even when she was like she actually got to fight for two seconds, like the weapons that she was given were like a fucking frying pan and a sh- like a sheet, like a baking sheet and like all these other like feminized objects. Right. And it was so frustrating because she seemed like such a cool character, but none of that fit who that none of that fit her. And like, from what I understand, Marion or the the actor that played Marion, her vision for her character was for her and Indy to go after the Ark as a team, because obviously like her dad, like this was his life's work was finding the Ark and trying to do this. Right. So, of course, she's invested in like, you know, she cares about it because of her dad, which she doesn't care about it in this movie, but she wanted to go go with Indy after it, like, together as a team, and Steven Spielberg was just very, like, no, 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 that's not how it's going to go, and they, like, kind of fought about it, and in the end, like, Steven Phil- Spielberg was just like, um, no, 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 the Arcus Indies thing, you're just there, like, and then they also made these choices where, like, they 
wanted her to be in a dress and heels when she was down in the pit of souls. So the the scene with the Frenchman, right, the French archaeologist, that was all ad-libbed. That was not in the script because they needed to figure out how to get her from her Egyptian garb to dress in heels. And so that's what they came up with because they decided that's what she needed to wear in the pit of souls. And I don't understand any of the choices that they made with her and this this character because she's she's a great actor. She clearly had a vision and was just like Harrison Ford was allowed to make decisions about his character and to rewrite things and to like give himself a backstory. And she had a backstory. She had all this stuff. She had she was like, great, let's make this a fully rounded character. Let's make this, you know, and they were just like, no, 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 honey, you're just there. You're there to be saved. You're there as the prize. You're there as this. And like, then like they made a fucking choice to make her 15 and to make it like in, in Indy's eyes to be like, yeah, whatever. You knew what you were doing. I'm sorry. I like, I fucked people at 22 and didn't know what I was doing. You know, like how the fuck, like, well, on on top, on top of that, yes, a hundred percent. Obviously 15 is like far too young, but too in, to put that in a story where the hero is 27 an at obvious the time he, at the time he fucked her at the time right? he fucked her so it's very yeah. clear that there is a it's like an obvious coercion it's an obvious assault and then for him to double down in the dialogue and saying you know what you're doing it was your choice to like really you said earlier you you weren't sure why they did this in the movie, but I'm just like, I honestly, I know exactly why. It's men who don't see women as people. That's just end of end of story. It's like this idea that like Indy being this hero character and kind of being like, oh, well, you need to take responsibility. Also, you fucked her and she was 15 and you were 27. There's not really any going around that. He's but a predator. Written into the script, you're trying to justify the actions of statutory rape. You're trying to justify these actions amongst the hero character, which is also just like, why? What, like, okay, why is that the narrative device used to imbue her with this history? Like, you could have it, written any other history. But this is the one that they chose. This is the one they, they chose. And it was almost even worse because George Lucas wanted to make her 11 when Indiana Jones forced himself. They want, he wanted Indiana Jones, a 27 year old man, to force himself onto an 11 year old woman or 11 year old girl. Right. And I'm just like, why? And then, and then his boy Steven, Steven Spielberg was like, oh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll make, like, you're gross. Why would you do that? We gotta make her 15. 15. 15 is an okay age if this is what you're going for. What the fuck? Like, yeah. And, like, that was just such a fucking gross choice to me to even have that in there. Cause already, like, those two were already connected through his mentor, through all of this, right? Yeah. Like, through, through all of that stuff. That part didn't need to be there. And, ugh, it's, it's just infuriating. Yeah. It's, it's, it's infuriating. It's also gross. It, like, I mean, not that I had any sort of history with this movie to begin with, but it just continues to recontextualize my faith in people. <laughs> Only because this this franchise is allotted as one of the great franchises of cinematic history, especially with somebody like Spielberg. I know that these movies are praised in such a way. I mean, granted, visually, it, it was well shot. It was well done. Like, obviously, Spielberg visually 
is great. Like he he's fantastic. I, I think that's relatively inarguable. But when it comes to content and what it means to tell a story, it seems very clear where a lot of these people lie in terms of their own personal ethos and their ethical compass. Like the way they view other people, and in this case, the way they view women. Like not only was it acceptable for him to have sex with a 15-year-old and that was the choice because it was big air quotes sexy and interesting but she is now the romantic lead and that's how you introduce a romantic lead and saying romantic lead is giving the movie too much credit she was not a lead she was a prop she was a suitcase for Indiana Jones he yeah, took he took her around and placed her wherever he needed her and then left her there until it was convenient for him to open the suitcase, essentially. Like, she was not a character. She was a prop the whole time. And so the in the artifacts movie, that, that he was going after were more important to him than she was. Yeah. And then, I mean, I want to get more into, like, the concept of, like, westernized archaeology and, and what it means to, like, I mean, well, yeah. So sticking with we'll her, we'll go for, off about yeah, that in a minute. Sticking with her for a moment, <laughs> I mean, there's anytime she was like in danger, the first thing he worried about when she got back was, "Who gave you that dress? Why do you look like that? Why are you wearing this thing? Were you with a boy? Were you with a guy? Like that's the implication, not like, hey, you know how you almost just died? How are you feeling about that? Like I'm happy you're back. It's did you fuck that person? Is like the first thing. Which is, again, more of that toxic masculine ownership bullshit, which is and, like is obviously disgusting. <laughs> like, I don't I feel like I, I say that, but like, there's not really a follow up. It's just fucking take, knock it out. Like, take that shit out of your shit. <laughs> and that shit is so dumb, too, because like later on, like, so she she's kidnapped. She's taken her yeah. like she's she goes through so much. And then like he has a boo boo on his chest and she goes to clean it. And he's like, oh. I'm the sab. You need uh, it doesn't hurt here. You got to kiss me here. No, you got and he yeah. turns into a fucking baby <clears throat> and I'm like this is fucking gross and we're supposed to forgive and forget Indy and all that he's done because he quote unquote saved her, but he doesn't really s- go out of his he, way to save her. It's no. just a byproduct of what happens like well, in his quest to get whatever sort of treasure that he gets, you know. And the only reason she survives is because she's resourceful or, you know, uh yeah. like somebody else <laughs> helps her. But like she's also like she like from her introduction, just like the way that she carries herself and everything, she's so much more capable. And I fucking hate that they didn't allow her to be that in this movie. Cause really it was men not allowing her to be like the character that she was created to be. Right. They were like, no, 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 yeah. you're just, you're just there. We're going to put you in a dress. This is fine. You know? And then it's like, Oh, her and Indy are holding hands. What? And then like, it's like, oh, it's a date. And it's like, fuck you. Like, I, I, all of my notes are like about him and her are in all caps. And it's just me yelling into the void of Google Docs at how pissed I am and how gross this is. Well, it's, it's every inch of exemplifying that women aren't people. Women are objects. Women are objects for romance and sex when convenient. So sex when it's inconvenient. No, thank you. Romance when it's inconvenient. No, thank you. I, the cis male, have to be in the mood for you to be of use to me. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you can stay here staying kidnapped. Like, 
if I let you go, it's a big red flag and then I can get in trouble. So you need to risk your life here because your life isn't really a life. You just, you, you know, you're just here. Um, so you stay here so my cover doesn't get blown so I can um, be rich and famous. How's that sound? And also, those beats are supposed to be comical. They're there for... Uh, comedic for effect. Comedic relief. Yeah. Not for... Not because it's like... It's not framing Indy in a way it's like, oh, what an asshole. It's there. Like, so she's screaming at him while he leaves her. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. Whatever, you know. Because yeah. like... That's just who this character is. But again, like going back to like, you know, uh, how many char- male characters who are supposed to be protagonists have we covered that have this same thing where it's just like, oh, well, it's funny because he left the girl because well, like, you know, she's she's crying. She needs his help. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. Well, that's that's the thing that I was trying to say earlier about like the hero who kind of doesn't care, who's like kind of just like whatever. So to us, that's supposed to be like the oh, he's charming because he's a little bad. Like ooh, he just does a man. he's just kind of a man's man who does a little bad stuff and is kind of dumb, who like makes bad decisions sometimes. But but it works out. But it works out for him. It works out for him, so everything's okay. But not. I mean, again, he's the hero, so that's the story we're following. But we're not seeing. I mean, we are seeing <laughs> how he's treating <laughs> those around him. But I mean, I, I have more to say about the after effects or like the aftermath of like the next movie, like how much toxic destruction is left in the wake of this adventurer for the sake of adventure, mm-hmm. like for the sake of it. Like, and that's, oh my God, do you, dipping into the whole concept of like archaeology and rummaging through cultures for the sake of history, like the West fucking lives for this shit. Like they love stealing from other cultures and from other lands, invading, killing, thieving the history just to put it in a little box so white people can go look at it and be like, how interesting. You know what I mean? For the sake of history. Who's his? Well, and also, no, and also for glory too. For glory too. And money. Like, they don't even, they don't even take like a full archaeological team to like, you know, it's always done for personal gain. And, and he like destroys a whole fucking temple and a whole like culture while he's trying to get this fucking idol. Right. Like, and so I'm just, I'm like, this is supposed to be the person. This is supposed to be the good guy. We're supposed to be rooting for this guy, but he's he's destroying everything for the for like this one little artifact. Like that doesn't that doesn't make sense. And like the way that they portray like um, the indigenous people of these areas too really fucking bother me. It's because they're like it's like the white man comes in and knows more about the culture and how to get across these booby traps than. The indigenous people that live there that, you know, that like this is their culture. And then he like, like they're framed as cowards too. They're like, Oh no, we're not going to go in there. And like depicted as like untrustworthy where it's like, Oh, here, give me, give me this and then I'll help you across. And then he fucking like leaves, right? Just like it's, it's putting them down in a way that is just, well, it's the worst. It's 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 reinstilling this concept that is so prevalent. And I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the crux of the movie. Um, generally, it's the concept that the West is the best. Um, I don't know how many times that that could have been thrown in my face in this movie by not only <sighs> by making most of these indigenous folks either cowardly, deceptive or doing the very basic, bold, racist savagery tactic of making them almost inhuman in their portrayal 
um, you're reiterating this concept that like the West, where our hero is from, this American or this Western white cis person is the one who can come in and save the day. It's like white savior complex ad hominem. Mm-hmm. It's 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 reiterating the concept of of Western expansion and justifying colonialism in this really really um, ineloquent way, right? And so, and it's like institutionalized too. Like it is. Oh, it's uh, a part- systemically. Like there's a a line where the museum guy that's trying to like get Jones to go off and get the thing again. Uh, he says uh, the museum, like the museum, buys pieces with no questions asked, because they don't want to oh, yeah. know. They don't want to know what was destroyed or what happened or what they had to do to get this because yeah. it's more important that they have this, you they know, want it, and then yeah. Indiana Jones gets the glory for getting the thing. And at know? the end and at the end of the day if we're looking at specific and I mean this this extends past fictional narrative this extends into just generalized American or western society it's the concept of then taking that thing that you stole putting it on display for the sake of capitalism under the guise of history. So people are paying admission oftentimes to these museums so they're profiting off of this thing that was stolen under the guise of history and education. Which is like no you killed people and stole their shit and now you're making other people pay to look at that stolen shit. Like that's just mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um, it's very gross. It's and gross. I hate and that, like, I just that's... that's the whole point of the movie. That's like the whole exactly. concept. And we're supposed to be like, yay! But I mean, it goes back to the the again. It's more of this American shit where it's like everything that is not white or Western is to be exoticized. If it's unfamiliar to a Western audience. It is free open territory to big air quotes explore. And by big air quotes explore, I mean, take whatever you want, kill whoever you want. There are no rules, no laws. Just do it. You're white. Go for it. Who cares? And, and in order fun. to reinforce that. And it's that, adventurous. In order to reinforce that, they had to make the bad guys Nazis, right? Because everybody hates Nazis. So we're Everyone the good hates guys. Nazis. We're the good guys, right? Because we're not Nazis, because we're not doing this. So it felt like I like obviously in this in all of these films, like the real bad guy is a uh, socialist, right? So it's and, like, oh and, cool. Yeah. Let's fucking talk about this. But in like, the next in the next one, who's the bad guys? Commies. <laughs> Which yeah. is like, really? <laughs> this is the most boring tactic. Of narrative evil. (laughs) And it's like the thing that they're trying to like the like, you know, those people that are like, you know, like, oh, well, I'm not racist. Oh, well, well, I'm not this. Right. So it's like the the most boring, silly, stupid tactic to put in there to be like this. See, Indy's a good guy because he's not a Nazi. He's they're doing the same things and trying to take like, you know, this get the same treasures literally and get all of this. But Indy's the good guy because he's not a Nazi. Yeah. When he literally like he exploits the uh, the locals too, like and their labor and their knowledge and all of this. Right. In the same exact ways. And then like we see these chase scenes where he's flipping people's baskets and throwing their shit against the walls and everything. And then he like (laughs) is literally just like throws money in their faces like whatever. And like he's an American. That's supposed to be like he's not a Nazi. So he's okay. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Well, I mean, to even to even further that, there are two moments in that specific sequence or that like act where they're in that town um, that I really want to jump into. The first is like this fun thing. It's like a big cinematic moment. It was one of those like, aha, yay, Indiana, go off. Like, we love you. Uh, kill the brown person. Hooray. 
um, when they're in the general square and there's a crowd of people, he's looking around, they've crowded around him. And then the guy with the huge sword comes out and it's like, this is going to be an epic battle. Like, oh, they're setting it up. He pulls out his gun, shoots him and says, I don't have time for this. So it's, it's, it's reinstilling this concept of like, it, that's supposed to be a fun, heroic, comedic moment, right? Like, I don't have time for this. So first of all, you're the foreigner here. You are ruining this, this town in every sense of the word, knocking people over, damaging goods, possibly killing people. This guy is protecting his family and people, his space, and you just shoot him dead for the sake of time. Like, they're not people to you. And it's, just, it's, it's reinstilling that West is the best. Like, the weapons themselves... The gun versus the sword. It's like the, we are at the peak of innovation, therefore anything below us is a waste of time. And in this instance, your culture and your people, is they're a waste of time to me. And this is so emblematic narratively where they put these literal two weapons up against one another. And then our hero character is saying that I don't have time for this and shoots the guy dead. What does that fucking mean apart from this generally very overtly racist and xenophobic concept of Western superiority and specifically white supremacist superiority. Like, or just white supremacy, rather. That was redundant. But you know what I mean? Like, this is a moment that is so eloquently laid out for the sake of comedy, but in fact, it's just this xenophobic piece of shit. Like, it means exactly what it says there is no underlying subtext there's nothing besides the fact that indiana jones embodies everything that america stands for and a lot of people cheer that and applaud that and they're very excited about that it makes them um so giddy and so happy to see their american hero really really showing the bad guy bad guy being anybody who's not white right it's just fucking toxic and then after that I hated that they made Marion also kind of a piece of shit. Like, the only thing they're going to give her in any capacity is her saying, like, when she's put in the basket, she's being kidnapped, essentially, and he's trying to find her for and causing all this distraction for the sake of her safety, which is like, no, you put her in danger. You're the fucking problem. Like, fuck you, Indiana Jones. But she says, she's screaming in the basket, you can't do this to me, I'm an American. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is um, so indicative of exactly what this movie is trying to say. I mean, like, you're I don't ab- think you're I don't, not above I don't, the law. You're not above like your actions. I but I that, that's the thing though is like there's a level of it that's this is so overt. I don't think this is trying to be intentionally subversive. Like all of all of these yeah all of the all of these elements seem so like surface level text. They seem so overt. So casually specific that it's hard for me to not at least think that maybe that the narrative is relatively subversive in painting the american colonizer and the american westerner as this villain only to be uh outdone on the villainy scale by literal nazis but at the same time that's not the truth as much as i want that to be true i don't think that's true i think we're supposed to cheer on indiana jones and all of these elements we're supposed to see him big air quotes succeed in all of these big air quotes challenges because they're not it's not succeeding and it's not challenging he is 
killing people for the name for the sake of capitalism. He's killing people for the sake of ego. He's destroying colonies because they aren't people to him. They are objects in the same way that we clearly see that women, even Western white women, are simply objects because they're not white cis men in a Western society. Because again, that's the story we're telling, like every fucking story for the but most part. But they also part. still <laughs> put themselves above, like, you know, uh, everybody else exactly like yeah. the, like white men. You yeah. Know? So it's just like, yeah. It's just, it, it's like, this is, this is applauded as like one of the great movies of American cinematography, kind of, right? Or like to some degree, I mean, obviously Spielberg is allotted as one of the big, big names of American cinema. But, like, this is the kind of shit that's getting turned out. Like, it's cool. If you know, like, there, there's an element of storytelling that is more than the text, that's more than the narrative, that's more than these elements, that's more than all of that. And I understand that in cinema as an art. But if these are the movies that are being shot, not even talking about the strategy of shooting the thing, but if these are the stories that are telling, what the fuck? Like, it's so it's so boring, it's so tiring, it's, it's, it's exhausting, and it, like... It just pats itself on the back for being shitty. Like, look at us. At least we're not whatever. And they're, oh my God. I feel that way times 10 in the next one for a very specific (laughs) line that just, oh, I'm so excited to get there. It's probably the first thing I'm going to talk about right off the bat because I am on this little roll and it's fucking whack. It's like justifying all of the murder and all of the shit that he's ever done by be oh my god it's just yeah i'm it's yeah. such <laughs> a bad line and i'm like oh this is 2008 you guys still suck like you're you're writing for general audiences i get it and i know that a lot of people are ignorant and very silly and very very racist i know that but why not if you're so fucking smart why not write a story that is thought-provoking in a way that acknowledges privilege, that acknowledges white supremacy as not only a state of being, but an institutionalized tool that is taught and given to the American people? Like, why not Why not bring all of these little, like, it's because it's totally possible. There are so many great movies that are having these conversations, some of which are done by white people, not to like, yay, white people, but like, because fuck them, like, in general, the concept. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that was 2008. Come on. I know that's I know that's still 12 years ago, but you it's just it's it, it's it's uh, it's calling to question just the entire concept of like, who are these people and why are why are they telling stories? It's like Star Wars episode one all over again. That's kind of how I feel about uh, Crystal Skull. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, we love those. Let's give them more money and then let them do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, let's let's. Let's make them write an even fucking wilder story. Like, just <laughs> let's let them go canonically all the way off. Like, why not? I mean, um, yeah, I guess. Oh, there's also a level of like the scene when he shows up and she's like, I was 15. I was with that whole at the bar where she's like drinking these guys, these locals under the table and she's working. And there is kind of this element in her dialogue where it sounds like she's just biding her time and this place doesn't really exist to her. This isn't real. This is just a playground to escape. And it's kind of like reinstilling the concept of like these foreign lands. And I use that very specifically, these foreign lands conglomerately exoticizing them as a foreign place of playtime. 
their culture isn't real. The people aren't real and the landscape is not real because it's not America. It's not what we can categorize as powerful. Therefore, it doesn't exist. And even in her, in some of her text, it was the, the implication was she was biding her time until something else happened. The the vibe I got, like, yes, you're you're absolutely correct about all of that. I, I got that she just needed she's using it as an escape from her life. Yeah. <laughs> But she can't because it just like it just because Indiana Jones ruins not only beautiful temples and landscapes and people's he ruins like everybody's life. And and that is like even more so in the next in the next one. Everything that he touches and everything that he does and everything that he sees and everything that he stands for, he ruins all of it. And in fact, he doesn't he doesn't even stand for anything because he's just a fucking opportunist that like literally is doing whatever he has to do to save his own skin and it's i i there's no fucking character growth for him even like not just in this movie but in any of the franchise like he's just the same fucking person you know what happens you know how he grows he grows old that's what it is he (laughs) he just gets old the next movie is a boomer movie but <laughs> yeah, I with every every ounce of truth. Yes, absolutely. But like that's what he does. And then because um, Spielberg and Lucas had they wrote Indiana Jones to be the the hero, to be somebody that every man can see himself in, to be the badass, to be like you know the the role model, and then this and then that. But like when like I think the the biggest issue about this other than you know colonialization and all of that other bullshit but the the portrait of masculinity they themselves have decided this is what a man is and this is what a man's man is and this is this is who we should be aspiring to be or to be like and then to push that on to you know so like ha- like we were talking about like Indiana Jones is just such a cultural icon and a cult- like this just giant piece that it's like kind of impossible to like not see it and kind of impo- like if anybody says Indiana Jones everybody's like fuck yeah you know like without like ever having like really looked at what does this character stand for because literally he just destroys everything in his path he destroys his yeah. family he destroys the people that he loves it, even okay I, I I didn't say this earlier but I need to fucking rant about this the only woman that we saw before Marion, who Marion doesn't even come into the film until 24 minutes in, is we see this woman that is his student at his his class, right? And she's just like, all of the women in this class are looking at Indy like they just want to jump on his dick right now, right? And it's incredibly uncomfortable. And it's not even just one person. It's like the enti- all of the women in the class because, again, thinking of what Spielberg and Lucas want and what they want to be wanted by all of these women. They want to be dangerous and kind of like not really give a shit, you know? And so they, you see this woman just kind of like look at Indy with like, you know these big giant bedroom eyes and then she like closes her eyelids and it says what what does it say like love you yeah and 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 like that's just kind of like a small side introduction to like how you as a woman are supposed to think about and respond to this character and as a man how how this character is perceived and you're if you act like this you are going to get all the all the ladies 
And I just, I really hate that this is the portrait of masculinity because it's not just even in this movie, but it's in, it's in so much of this era of Hollywood and before and just Hollywood in general. But like, this is such a tired trope and I fucking hate this portrait of masculinity. And I really, 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 really hate Indiana Jones. Same. Uh, I mean, even for, so furthering you, you, I mean, you just talked about masculinity as like this portrayal of what is good and acceptable amongst those who are masculine in this way. Going even back to that uh, Singali bar, those people in the bar, it's like the biggest, like meanest, most masculine presenting person who's sitting at the other table and they're doing a drinking game and she beats him. So there's like a funny, haha, like, oh, wow, this girl beat you. But if you look at the concept of drinking games, that's a very masculine thing. It's a masculine idea. So even in this culture, somebody who is femme is, big air quotes, more masculine than the most masculine of their culture, therefore feminizing, degrading, and dehumanizing the entirety of their culture for the sake of a fucking joke because it's funny. Because it's funny that she's a little girl and she drank the big boy under the table. But really what they're structurally trying to say with this entire thing that we've talked about and the sort of erasure of culture, the erasure of entire populations of people within this narrative, this scene is really fucking trying to show like in a very disgusting bi-gendered male masculine, female feminine type way that like it's it's doing that thing that western ideology western the west and white cis heterosystemic like that patriarchy what it does to so many cultures which is feminizes the entirety of it because being femme is what bad being femme in any capacity is bad because women aren't people and feminist is bad and masculinity is good and blah 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 in this really gross bi-gendered expected way this scene does that in such a toxic and i mean i don't even want to say subtle because i feel like that's giving them credit for like sliding in there it's very overt it's very clear what this thing's doing and that trope in movies in general does it every time that's not an original idea that's like She's you know like what a mean? dude. She's like, she can hang. She can do all of this, right? And yeah. like, I, I fucking hate because like nine times out of 10 when they do that to, to women, you know, and they, they kind of like make them like a little bit tomboyish, right? Like that's supposed to be sexy and that's supposed to be this and everything, right? When cool, like if you want to do that, live your life. But like, I mean, like the way that it's presented in some of these is it's supposed to be it's for the male gaze 100%, right? It's not oh, for yeah. her. And then to present her as strong and independent and all of this, but then for the rest of the movie to make her, like, she is kidnapped so many times and left, and she, like, she cries and asks for help and then gets rescued and then gets captured and then get cries and then gets the help. And then, like, she, even as a strong, independent woman constantly has to be saved and protected and to anybody that and she's willing to give herself freely to any man that is going to offer that sort of protection which to me felt a little bit primal you know these people protect me so great here is your reward i am your reward right like and so she was doing that to herself and trying to like analyze this a little bit more because she was a victim of sexual assault, right? Like, 
I think part of that is because of, you know, what Indy did to her and because like, you know, she obviously hasn't gone to therapy and talked about it or, you know, anything. Yeah. And they were trying to make her be a strong woman, but she was just as damseled as the woman in the second movie um, well, who like literally like just cries and screams. Um, what's her name from Temple of Doom? I forget. But like. Yeah. The whole time she's just nagging and complaining and she's just she's basically that same character. It's it's the the concept of autonomy and feminism that these very sexist men consider um, to be good enough for the character. Like there are levels of it where it's like, oh, well, she's autonomous because she's getting something that she's asking. Like she she wants certain things. So she's getting it. But at the same time, like, no, you're writing a character that is so completely Again, you're writing a character that's not a person. This is just a prop for him. That's it. And how I I also fucking hate and don't understand how in such a short time she went from being completely traumatized by Indy to then just like holding his hand and wanting to fuck him and wanting to do all of the things because because his actions don't matter. Right. You know, she still thinks he's hot. And I felt like that was just such a fucking bad and gross choice like everything about like these two characters the whole fucking story was a bad fucking choice and i hate it yeah um everything in this movie for the most part was garbage i do want to get into how this movie is homophobic um i'm really excited about this one um so very clearly i mean there's a general obviously like people hate queerness people hate gay people like you know what i mean like that's in the in the zeitgeist, especially for this time, like gay people were disgusting, trans people didn't exist, right? Like that's the idea, like for that time period. In this movie, first scene, we see Indiana Jones going to steal the idol, and by his side is one of these local people who's helping him, right? They get the idol, it's the whole thing, they're helping each other through. When they're going when they're flying over the pit with his whip. I forget who goes first. Either way, one of them's on the other side of the pit. The other one nearly falls and then stumbles into the other. And the local like embraces him to like catch him. And they're doing like a full hug that seems kind of intimate. Indiana Jones recognizes that intimacy and is like disgusted by it and like pushes his body away. Cause it's like, oh. you saved my life, but we can't be intimate because we're men. Cause gay people are disgusting. Get your male hands off of me. I'm not gay. Like, it's very, like, I'm going to use inflammatory language here, and sorry. Um, It's very, I'm not a fag, get the fuck off of me moment. Like, just off the bat, that's what, it, that's that's the body language. That's what's, that's what's being shown to us in an audience. And I mean, it's those kind of gags that are very clearly, like, I mean, it's obviously homophobic, but like, as a young gay person seeing something like that, it's a reminder that like, Oh yeah, I am gross and disgusting and not worth it. Like I don't exist. I shouldn't exist. That's right. Like I'm not wanted and I shouldn't be here, sort of a thing. It just reinstills that thing for the sake of a joke, right? Like, oh haha, it's like, oh, you're gross boys. But like, so at, at its best, it's trying to get a cheap laugh at the sake of an entire group of people. At its worst, it's cause for somebody's disappearance right like it's there there are so many levels to that are just like it's gross and toxic and like whatever and then what is his biggest fear snakes his biggest fear is snakes i don't know if this is a stretch hear me out his biggest fear is snakes 
He can't. I'm, I'm here. He can't even consent. Like he can't be near them. He can't think about them. They look like wieners. Just it. <laughs> he is so anti-gay that he can't like his biggest fear of snakes. I mean, obviously people have a fear of snakes. It has nothing to do with dicks or phallic or whatever. But I'm going to pull something from the new one just for a moment. Um, remember how they're like in the new one, uh, they get in the quicksand. That's not quicksand. They're in the pit. And the only thing to get them out is Shia throws the snake and he's like, I'm not touching that. He's like, just grab it or you're also going to die. He's like, say it's not a snake. It's like, okay, it's not a snake. It's a stick. He's like, Ugh. and that's the only thing he cannot, he like can't even imagine being around anything that's valid. They also do, they, and I'll say this later, they do another one of those little moments. Cause remember when they're on the rocket car in the new one and they go at the end and then mm-hmm. the um, KGB guy is like passed out on his shoulder. He looks over and he's like, ugh. And like throws him because again, it's another male intimate moment um, that he cannot stomach. The idea of man on man contact that isn't violent is disgusting to him. Right. I hate that. Yeah. And it's just, it's, I mean, it just reinstills this very uh, heteronormative binary expectation of people. Like it's, I mean, it's obviously homophobic. It's obviously trash. I, I I don't know if the snakes thing is a reach, but like I'm gonna say it's true because fuck Indiana Jones and fuck all of his stupid, shitty bullshit because he's a fucking trash can and I hate him. I hate him so much. I just hate everything he stands for. Every instance of him existing in these fake stories is so bad. Like it's just, it's just. It's not just bad. bad. I think it's harmful. It's I harmful. Think it's like especially like when we have a whole society that looks up to this dude as like one of their heroes and shit like that. Like yeah. without, without like you know we've we've gotten into this habit and maybe we've all, always been there. Uh, I don't know. I I'm not a hundred years old or whatever. But um, <laughs> where we're not critical of our heroes and you know like you can. What what about Indiana Jones is it that people like? You know, like is it the adventure thing? Cool. I like adventure. Like name what what you actually like about Indiana Jones. Like really think about it and don't just be like, "Oh, well, he does a thing and then, you know, like like cool. He he does a cool whip thing. That's that's tight. Like I I can get behind that, but like him as a person and his personality and everything for for that and that West is the best kind of mentality that he just fucking oozes everywhere throughout this franchise it's so it's so harmful and um <laughs> i i don't know i don't know how to say it anyway it, it's just it's just i was just gonna throw in he's also a republican <laughs> okay yeah he for sure is right because in the next um, one <laughs> in the next one he straight up says it and he's oh. i mean he obviously says it <laughs> as like a derogatory thing for the kgb when he says i like ike but like I mean, oh my God. that was a right? whole communist red scare bullshit with Eisenhower and like that the slogan. But it's like, oh, cool. So he is a Republican. He's a conservative. Got it. Understood. Okay. I mean, we all fucking knew we that. We knew. So we know. We, we fucking we knew know. But like, I can think of like so many, my like so many men that I know that are like, I fucking love this movie. I love this, blah, blah, blah. And then like, I think about who they are as a person and some and I reflect on some of their actions like yeah that checks yeah bye <laughs> 100% yeah and i think a lot of people are assholes because of indiana jones <laughs> yeah i mean again when when 
some of the biggest cinematic heroes of the last, I mean, the history of cinema, essentially, some of the biggest heroes are people like this. It's very clear why, like, why the world is the way it is. <laughs> well, why, why a lot of the Western world, why a lot of Americans are the way they are. Or like, yes. or like male, Amer- like I just, everything is important. And like people learn from media oftentimes, whether it's a movie, whether it's a documentary, whether it's a, a short story, whether it's a written word, whether wh- whatever it is, you're, you're absorbing information, you're internalizing or you're processing it or thinking about it or not thinking about it. Either way, it's happening. Everything fucking counts when it comes to what you intend to do and if the intended outcome for this movie was a success fuck everybody who made this movie if the intent was to glorify and normalize this type of behavior and uh, reinforce that i think it was whatever fuck this movie (laughs) yeah are you ready to talk about an equally bad uh oh my god are you ready to burn this one yeah, let's just so let's ready. burn it down. The year, 1957. The man, still Indiana Jones. The task, stop the KGB from finding the lost city of gold and, subsequently, the crystal skull, which holds all the knowledge of the universe by getting to it before they do, I think. After evading the KGB by way of a refrigerator and the nuclear testing site, Jones meets a young man named Mutt, who informs Jones that Harold Oxley is in trouble and may hold the key to locating the lost city. They set out in search of Oxley and find the prized crystal skull in a Peruvian graveyard that they are definitely not stealing from. They're captured by Soviets, who take them to a camp in the Amazon jungle, where they find Oxley as well as Marion Ravenwood, who happens to be Mutt's mom. Also, Jones's ex-lover. Jones is Mutt's dad. What up? Wow. Oh, my God. Breaking news. After a series of sword fights, killer ants, and some slapstick-style violence, they end up at the entrance of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, to which the group says, let's invade and get the entire remaining native population killed. In the giant pyramid that sits at the center of the kingdom, they find a treasure room with artifacts from many ancient civilizations. The aliens were archaeologists. Cool. Oh, then here's an alien throne room that turns out to be, you guessed it, a UFO. The ship flies away, destroying any last revenants or traceable evidence just as they narrowly escape the ship taking off. Mutt has daddy issues. Jones and Marion get married and all is right with the world. Except every place Jones has ever been because he forged, destroyed, and inadvertently killed most of its inhabitants. Hooray, Indiana Jones! Uh, and also snakes, probably, somewhere. Also, also, also snakes. snakes. Yeah, also also his okay, internalized that snake homophobia. That like he used like to pull him out of the thing. That thing would have been torn the fuck in half with the force that was holding Jones in yeah. and Marion in that like not quicksand thing whatever. Um but like that that snake one would not have allowed that to happen and oh, two no. would have absolutely been ripped in half. Yeah, I mean Apart from all of the other things that are wrong with this movie, none of the physics makes sense, obviously, because it is a cartoon, 
Right. I mean, the like, sword fight on the on top of the. I loved um, it. I loved it. I fucking <laughs> yes. Give me a give me a perfectly. And oh, then give, it, everything has to hit Shia LaBeouf in the balls, right? Like, oh yeah. That is so, oh my god, that is just so funny. I just like whenever somebody gets hit, like hit there, like I just can't stop boy laughing. Humor. Oh, my god, oh my god, you guys. Boy humor. Oh my god, it hurts, okay. doesn't it? Well, Okay. Also, sorry. also, <laughs> this is something that bothered me, but like, obviously, it doesn't even matter. But like, the whole concept of them in the fucking warehouse, he throws the gunpowder in the air and he's like, oh my that God. Because it's so magnetic. Like, and then they get not there. That's how magnets work. No, it's not. But it's so strong. Hey, shout out. And then they get there and then he throws the shotgun pellets and then they roll and stick to it. It's like, yes. But as soon as they get the big super mega magnet box out of the crate these men are bent down near it with all of their metal guns and not reacting to it and i'm like Mm. wait is this thing magnetized or is it not queens like that's an easy fix that's like a okay that is a step one that's a day one catch (laughs) like that's a day one nobody on set was like wait aren't there guns metal big (laughs) question uh you know what i mean that's that's the whole point metal like, wait, hold on. Yes, How did they get the, the crowbars been... off? Oh, look, it, it's strong enough to, like, a mile of warehouse to attract the yeah. gunpowder, right? But it's not strong enough to, when it's fucking right next to it, pull a gun off of, like, this dude. What the fuck? And these 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 incongru- incongruous physics are, like, the least of this fucking movie's worries. That was silly and fun and a fun little mistake. The rest, well, I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't know about this movie, Jess. I don't okay. know about this. D- can you tell everybody what you told me when we decided that we were going to start do this movie? How much you loved this when you first saw it? Oh, well, when I first saw it, I was like, hell yeah. Because I also had no history with Indiana Jones at the time. And after that, I watched Raiders. But I, I was also so completely not like critical of shit. I just like kind of watched it absentmindedly and was like, ooh, fight. Yeah. Like, oh, aliens. And ooh, yeah. A uh, foreign land of people who don't matter. Mm. I love, I love digesting this fun, yummy Western culture. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> that was me doing all that. And then add aliens on top of that. I'm like, fucking sign me the fuck up. And they're in a graveyard. Ooh. Just I like, was stoked for aliens. Yes. I was like, all right. See, cool. I, I mean, I still this. am. Uh, Arguably, yeah, okay. I'm still stoked for aliens. Dude. All right. <laughs> the fucking aliens, like, weren't actually bad and they were like cool come to another dimension with us but like that was like no we can't leave our our world that we love and blah 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 blah. we can't expand knowledge and then they're just like all right cool whatever bye and they like don't give a fuck about them at all but okay so yeah what i didn't like about the aliens was so the aliens were archaeologists, right? So it's like providing more like self-justification for like, you know, Indy and all of them, right? Which, okay, that's boring. But I didn't like that they were the ones that came down. Like Ancient Aliens, yes, I love that show. Fucking go off, right? But in this, it felt like another point of erasure for indigenous people because like now all of their inventions and all of the the things that they created and everything were not done out of their own creativity and ingenuity, but by these aliens. So I was like, cool, well, that's another another form of erasure. Awesome. I mean, it's also why the show Ancient Aliens in its entirety is racist. 
It, I mean, because it it, it's yeah. it's never it's it's never the culture that could have potentially had the capabilities because they're not white, they're not smart. What are we talking about? It's always had to have been aliens. Couldn't have been people. They're not smart. They're, that culture, they were dumb. They're not smart enough to do this. It was aliens. Like, I mean, the show is fucking racist. Like, I mean, granted, trash TV. It's a trash show. It's a bad show. But I also love aliens. So, <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I want to I want to really just get back cuz this was the thing that made me so fucking mad when they're in that room and he's like Sumerian cultural statues, Aztec necklaces like, "Ooh, look at all these cultures that like have come here." And then he's like stops and realizes it and it's like this big like light bulb moment. <gasps> these aliens are archaeologists. And in that moment, they have justified all of the pillaging, murder. Mm-hmm toxic everything that has happened thus far that he has done wrong they've essentially said with this line and with this scenario you're good indy you did it for the greater good because they're the smartest most intelligent beings they know all they're just like you so all of your actions of misgivings and misdeeds and literal trash that you've done throughout the entirety of your life you're justified don't change a thing sweetie like just Hate little kiss on the it. forehead. What a fucking piece of shit that choice was. What an absolute fucking travesty of a choice that fucking thing is. Can you even believe that? Okay, because okay, and then I want okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> Whew, let me let me center myself real quick. Because at the beginning, I was excited on rewatch because I was like oh this is silly physics don't work great but when they're driving out of that warehouse after uh, Jones was double crossed he's in the car cool fight scene love it he drives through a stack of boxes one of those boxes is the box with the lost arc mm-hmm. you see it it's displayed and visually we are being told now that this story doesn't give a shit about the arc it doesn't give a shit about that old story. Like in, in this way that like it felt very much like a directorial. Oh, you like this thing that you herald as such a pinnacle of cinematic innovation. This thing of peak storytelling for American cinema. I don't give a shit. I'm going to do my own thing. And as soon as that happened, I was like, yes, let's go. <laughs> like you just, you Spielberg, you just told me, you just told me with what you showed me that you I don't care about that first thing. You just ran it over with a fucking car. Was that like, were you, <laughs> you hoping that that shit. was going to be the Luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder and being like, fucking cool, let's go. <laughs> which let's I which I love. Like, dis- yeah. disregard. Yeah, like, learn from it. Go, like, do a new thing. It's like, don't be beholden to whatever it was just because the fandom, fuck the fandom, fuck the fans. Who cares? Do your own thing. I'm on board. That movie is a toxic piece of shit. Throw it out the window. And I thought that this was going to be an acknowledgement of, yeah, that thing kind of sucks. Let me do something that's of the same world, but better. And I was so excited. And then he instead let of me making down. It, <laughs> instead of making it better, he made it boomer. <laughs> he made it boomer. Arguably worse. Um, do you want to talk about the fridge moment that everyone hates? Uh, yeah. Okay. I it, can I? Can I? Can I? Sure. Can yeah. I say something though? Do you know that was supposed to be Mad at the Future? Wait, what? The fridge, that whole se- that sequence, that was written into one of the first drafts of the Zemeckis directed Back to the Future, the first one, who was it was produced by Spielberg, okay. and that idea was supposed to be it was supposed to be Doc Brown getting into the fucking fridge. That was a whole thing. 
I don't even think they shot it. I think it was just conceptually, like it was something that was on the table. They were going to do it. And then they took it away last minute. This was like before. So the concept of like people being mad that like this series jumped the shark. I'm like, Queens, this shit was an idea before the first Back to the Future. <laughs> like, like it's not, it's not they ran out of ideas. This is an, this is like a gem idea that they saved <laughs> from beforehand. So then when Spielberg's directing, he took that idea because it was his and wanted to throw it in here and finally use it. It's the same sequence, same concept, same idea. He finally got to use it. But, like I think that was like that was one thing that I remember when the movie came out is like so people were so upset about that scene because they were like this movie what was it, it like bombed the fridge became the new jump of the shark conceptually right yeah so I just love it how wrong that idea is because it's like no it's a very old idea it was supposed to be Back in the Future y'all <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that's that's not to say that it wasn't silly and generally. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I love that sequence. <laughs> I loved it. It was so silly and exactly what I was hoping that some silly movie like this would be. It's like, yes, test subjects. Boom, nuclear whatever. He was there. He was there in this moment. Cool, Forrest Gump it. Let's go. And then he gets in the fridge and then it's like, blows it literally miles away and he's perfectly fine. Unharmed. <laughs> um, I just, it, it makes no sense. Like, it truly as an idea makes no sense but i'm like give me this nonsensical thing over this relatively realistic destruction of any non-white person <laughs> you know what i mean i take i take this slapstick cartoonish bullshit scenario trash over everything else this franchise is about you know what i mean <laughs> yeah absolutely like okay so that was the point of the movie, like when I first watched it, where I was like, okay, my brain's off. Like, you know, and then I was just like, sure, whatever, <laughs> whatever you're going to do, like, let's fucking, let's, let's like, see let me, it. Let me like, out. Like, like, yeah, like, okay, just do cool. it and let me go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Maybe we're not going to destroy entire cultures. And instead of like changing like the narrative a little bit and how they approach like a character like Indiana Jones and all of that. They not only doubled down on everything that he stands for and everything that he does, but because it's like, you know, 20 years later, he's even better at destroying fucking everything. And we find out that not only did he knock up Marion, but he left her like a week before the wedding. He's a daddy's boy and he doesn't go by Indy anymore. He goes by Henry. And I'm like, okay, like what the, that's fucking stupid. And then like the whole thing is like, I'm old. Like so many of these fucking lines are Oh, I can't do this like I used to. I'm old. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay, you're complaining about being old, but you're still like being dragged by this fucking car and like jump up like it's fine. Like, so where's this coming from? And then he like, in this one, they not only destroy a temple, they like a hundred percent every fucking indigenous person that was at the temple that the, like where the UFO and everything was was 100% dead 100,000% dead because well, not only did like uh the aliens left and then there's like all of the uh temple crumbling and everything but then there's also a fucking flood and there's also like this weird ass tornado thing and all of this we're white people okay <laughs> I have a really interesting point to make about that exact scene. So they show up into the kingdom of the crystal skull with the crystal skull. 
as they're about to be killed by the native folk who are justifiably enraged by this absolute intrusion. They use the skull to keep them at bay as sort of like a safeguard because they can't get close to it. They're using what would understandably be an object of supreme divinity for this culture, right? They're using that to keep them at bay and using this object, this pillar of native divinity for the sake of discovery. They're justifying it to say like, okay, we're going to do this thing so we can stay safe, so we can go look at their stuff without their consent. So that's a whole thing, but that's what... I mean, Western colonization, that's the whole concept. That's the idea. It's its taking the thing that they like, spinning it against them, using it as a weapon, killing them, taking their thing, saying, it's been ours the whole time, and you'll never take it from us because it's ours. Nobody was here before. What do you mean? Native American too, right? That's right. the entire concept of it. But then on top of that, the one person in the group who is a staunch capitalist, right, is the friend who's like a double, triple cross guy. He He's was really the one boring. Who, he was, I mean, so boring, like also silly, like, oh, the fun gag was that he was a triple agent. No. So he is leading the KGB there with the tracking devices. So the introduction of capitalism into this on top of using native divinity as a weapon against their own people, the introduction of capitalism into the equation is what inevitably gets the entire populace killed. Ugh. I mean, right? Because I mean, he's he's the symbol of capitalism in this. He talks about it. He talk, yeah. He he's like openly talking about how like he has to do this because he gambled away his money and he has a problem and he can't come home until he gets this money and everything's money, money, money. Every scene, he's the stereotypical like greedy guy who wants to get all the prizes and objects and all that stuff. He is the embodiment of capitalism. He'll sell his soul for a buck. It's the it's this capital over everything mentality he is the introduction of capitalism to this society and thereby brings about its destruction because he leads the kgb there okay but i also want to understand why it is that indy is so intent on believing him right away without ever having to prove himself right just being like oh i'm a double agent oh okay whatever like and he's clearly known him for a long time and doesn't know what a shitbag he is. Or, you know, like, he, he pretends to not know what a shitbag he is, right? But to me, that furthers that Indy is just a fucking trash person because, like, he was doing that whole, like, oh, well, he's a good guy, you know? I'm, you know, I know him, right? Like, that whole fucking trope where it's, like, just because you know a person or like this person exists around you like you are making excuses for them you know and yeah like i i uh i hated that character so bad i'm like i'm mad I mean, just like ugh. none of the characters in this movie were good i want to i want to like be like n i didn't like any of them no. i didn't even i didn't like how they brought marion back i didn't like how she was like i'm gonna complain for just a moment about how you were bad, but then I'm gonna fall right back in love with you because you're so irresistible. Fuck that. Let's get that's married. Bullshit. And their whole bullshit. Yeah, let's get married at the end. Everything's right with also, the world. Also, I know also, you left Mutt, me at the altar. You left me at the altar, but I named our son after you. Like yeah. to me, Marion felt like a character where like she was like trying to live her life in spite of Indy, but only but not because 
not because she like you know was like whatever i don't need you but as a way to get him back which i fucking hate like so she named the kid after him and then later on it's like oh well it's my kid oh okay and then suddenly he's a family man and then suddenly he cares it's like that whole shitty thing of like let's have a baby and we'll stay together you know like it's yeah yeah the whole time like why like i don't and then at the end like so she's raised this fucking kid for 21 years at the end when they get married the son is on indy's side not on her side there's fucking nobody there for her and it's just like oh well because boys you know because boys there's that there's that like you know father father son thing like she's just she isn't a character in this she's just like there to be like to give indy a reason to she's there to give him a kid that's all she's there for. Well, it also reiterates the the sort of egregious acceptance of poor, like, masculine behavior. So, like, already we're seeing Mutt even before we don't know it's his son, which is very clear it is, like, from the get-go, pretty much. But when they're in the diner, he's, like, stealing the beer and dipping his fucking comb in the guy's drink and, like, just being an obnoxious piece of shit. Like, he sucks. Yeah. I hate Mutt. He's such a bad character and such a shitty person. But the whole idea with his character was to kind of juxtapose this notion of old versus young. It's a father and son. You're seeing sort of an older, like an older man, a father figure looking at this character being like, why is he being so shitty? Like, whatever. Trying to justify the behavior of this shitty guy on his age, trying to justify and be like, oh, well, he's too young to know any better. That's just his actions. Where was that sentiment when you're trying to justify this 27-year-old fucking a 15-year-old in the first one? She's old enough to know. Yeah, this 21-year-old's old enough to know not to fucking dip his comb in a fucking soda. Like, you know what I mean? Well, especially like, it's, because- It's that double like- standard. It's, it's such a, it's so, the stories are bad. And I think they're written by bad people. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but like Junior, like or you know whatever, he he's only there to ask the question why. Like he doesn't know how to do anything for himself. He's just why I'm a bad boy. Why? Wait, why? What about this? Like so he's there. So Indy explains the plot, and yeah. that was really shitty. And I mean, like his whole character is fucking shitty. But like this this whole film felt super 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 boomery to me because like. Again, like, there's so many lines about how old Indy is, right? And then, like, there's, like, that other line of, like, we've reached the age where life stops giving you things and starts taking them away. It's like, okay, yeah, look, Netflix is going to be in the Oscars. Fuck off, right? Like, yeah. things change. It's okay. But, yeah. um, but yeah, like, the whole thing was, like, talking down to, to Mutt. And then, like, oh, well, you don't go to school. Uh, like, that's fine. Whatever. And then, you're my son. You're going to school. Fuck you. Blah, 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 blah. Like, it, it, it just was the biggest amount of boomer vibes that I've seen in a film in such a <laughs> long time that yeah. not only was it off-putting, like, I mean, this whole movie was off-putting, but it was just kind of like, okay, grandpa, like <laughs> yeah and like not not because 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 generally like folks who are older like not everybody is like that but to some degree there is a level of like i i do i do want to preface this i've said this before the concept of like not all media is for you maybe this is one of those instances this story is just not for me i mean granted i don't think it's for anybody because i think it's poorly written and i think it portrays anybody who's not cis white male um in a bad light and excuses all of the actions of those characters however 
this movie is exactly what you said. It's a very it's it's such an an uncreative, unthought provoking, um, diary driven narrative of the folks who made this movie. It's very much uh, a, like a little love letter to the idea of being fifty. Like the yeah. concept of we've gotten older and we can't get away with the things that like so there but 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 in that same turn it's kind of like allowing but like when he says like they were archaeologists it kind of forgives everything that he's done it's they're trying to forgive all of the sins of the past these characters have gone through by saying well we're older and you know that's just life and life just happens no life doesn't just happen you were a young piece of shit who got people killed fuck you you made choices you made choices just like these other people are making choices and you're trying to excuse behavior because of age which is bullshit like fuck fuck like i just sure these characters are young mutt is young however that double standard idea of a 15 year old girl is supposed to act like a or like have the cognizance and wherewithal of a 30 year old and make those consensual choices whereas this 21 year old boy is being sloppy and silly but it's like oh well he's young so he can do like these are still choices there are still i mean obvious moments of growth obvious levels of experience that you engage with as you get older and you you change everybody's constantly changing people in their 50s are constantly changing people in their teens to 20s are like Nobody stays the same forever. There's constant change with <laughs> with change comes growth. <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> there's a level of just when you learn things you when you know better you do better and when you learn about shit you grow and change and I don't think that Indiana Jones changed at all. He didn't grow. He He didn't listen to anything. He didn't do anything. So to me, instead of allowing and being like I've changed, which would have been a better story. Make make an Indiana Jones who's learned from the shitty things he did as a kid and make that the narrative progress. You can still add the element of like life has stopped giving us things, whatever that fucking means. And we can we're 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 growing and you know what? We're getting older. That's a fine sentiment for this narrative. Sure. Add the element of reconciling with all of your past fail with not just failures, but the misdeeds. That would be way more interesting than just excusing them as entirely without acknowledging their badness, which this movie does. It's just excusing every bad element that he's ever done in a few very snarky, very poorly written words. Which, like, to me, felt even more cheap because, like, the whole movie before this, uh, Last Crusade, was a father-son story. It was him reconciling his life with his dad and why his dad wasn't there and blah, 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 right? So because he was able to reconcile that and, you know, um, and to figure stuff out, which daddy and son are basically the same person. um, And yes, dad puts down India and stuff like that. But, but like, you think, like, especially after going through something like that, he would have learned, but he didn't, you know? No. And so instead, he's just continuing, like, this cycle of toxic masculinity. And rather than having a conversation with his son about, like, dude, that's stupid. Like, or, hey, you fucked up. Or, like, hey, that's actually um, not cool. You should not do that, you know? Yeah. He just kind of, like, is like, oh, God, uh, millennials, right? Like, and I fucking... I. I hated that so, so much because this could have been such a better movie if Indy 
like was a better person or if he had any sort of character growth throughout the this whole series, right? But instead of going that route, they just decided that they weren't going to they weren't going to. And then their way of like, you know, reconciling with Marion was, oh, well, they they get married in the end. I mean, sure, they he left her at the altar and he gave her a kid and she like, you know, had all this stuff and he like, you know, forced himself on her when she was 15. But they they get married in the end. So it's OK. Yeah. It's OK, kids. Like they 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 chose to sidestep everything and mm. sidestep every Every like plot point that they had built up in like yeah. previous movies that could have been a really great point for character development. And I think that that is one of the shittiest things about this is like the whole last movie was about you and your daddy. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Cause, cause again, what apart from that, aren't you just telling the exact same story except the roles are reversed? You've changed nothing about this conversation. There's been no growth. If you, in this narrative, even dropped in one scene where Indiana Jones even recognizes any level of empathy, you would have had growth. You would have had to confront. You literally would have had to confront all of these things. And that opens up the door to confronting all of these moments and with and reconciling with the badness that he has created. One level of empathy. If you did that, you had to open the door and they didn't want to open the door. And it's just, it's... uh. It would have made a better movie. It would have made a way more interesting movie. Like, not to say that he's redeemable in any sort of way, but, like, fuck. If we just had even just a, a shred of, like, man, I, I've done bad things. Like, even just that. Just that line right there. Boom. Line reading. I've done bad things. If he said that, there's at least a level of humane activity in his brain. Like, a level of just, like, an acknowledgement of of reality a, a, a cognizant effort to recognize what is currently happening and who he is and how he exists in this world but they doubled down he doesn't care i want to know why indy can't just be nice to people why he can't like say hey thanks like you know hey thanks for for saving my life hey thanks for the assist instead of saying don't ever do that again and that's like a, another shitty toxic masculinity thing right like you know we both know that i just saved your ass and instead of like acknowledging that you know you're just going to be mad at me for putting myself out there to save you because i care about you you fucking yes. asshole you, you know? big baby yeah yeah i mean i will argue i do like that they brought marion back i love that mutt was the son because it created a conflict but I think this story was bad because in any sort of narrative structure, there's an element of returning having changed. Indiana Jones constantly returns to having not changed for shit. Nothing about him has changed. There's not an element of him that's changed. Not even a mo like if, if there is even an ounce of change, they snuff it out with a trashy masculine retort. That just recontextualizes his place in this world and resolidifies how he's a bad person. So... I was like bringing introducing the son is such a like a whoa and they've been friends whoa that's crazy like how are they going to react how is he going to react to this and then Marin being there being like I was still in love with you whoa that's a lot how is he going to react to this nothing happens and nothing a very toxic masculinity sort of response yeah and nothing happens and in response to nothing happening all of the other characters are like wow Indy good for you 
but he didn't do anything. <laughs> Nothing changed. He did not change, and the world did not change with him. Nothing has changed in these moments, except these characters are now just reacting as if he's resolved his stuff, as if he's changed in some way. Like, no! The idea that any of this structurally makes any sense is so elusive. And, like, it just seems so wrong. I'm like, he's still bad. Why are you reacting as if he's good now? What? Well, yeah. And so a point I think that drives home how like the rigidity of his character and how how resistant he is to change and growth. Yeah. This is the fourth movie. So we've had three other movies where he has seen supernatural bullshit he has, like, you know, like, the impossible things have happened. These, like, unspeakable, wild things, right? But he still, when they're like, oh, yeah, and he found this lost city, and he did this, and it was aliens or whatever. Like, at every point, he's like, no, that's not possible. No, that's just a, that's just a, a story. When he himself has, like, literally, like, drank from the cup of Jesus or whatever, right? Or, yeah. like, and so... After all of this supernatural stuff he has experienced, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I never had that experience, so uh, that doesn't exist, or your feelings are invalid, or uh, I don't believe you, right? This is a fucker that has experienced these things, that has been there, done that, so to speak, right? And he is still on the side of, no, that doesn't exist. Yeah. He's bad. I mean, he's a bad guy. He's Billie Eilish's bad guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's the bad guy, duh. Just at the end of it all. Like, there's, I am, I just, it's so fascinating to me that this is like one of the sort of big old heroes of, uh, that people like. Like, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I do get it. I get it because I know where we live and I know, the system, I know what we're taught. I know what's expected. I know who's in power. Like, I know all of these things. And to that degree, I can say, wow, what a perfect hero. But it just blows, <laughs> it just, it really does blow my mind that, like, fuck, man, Indiana Jones really fucking sucks. Like, as a movie, it sucks. And the character, it sucks, man. It's just, it's just bad. Like it's it's yeah. Do have people seen these movies? <laughs> but now they're talking about watch? making they're making number five. Number five is in pre-production. So wow. like rather than telling new stories and talking about stuff or like you know growing beyond, they are again. I'm I'm gonna say it right now. They're just gonna double down on all the shit that sucks about this. And there's gonna yeah. be eighty more. Uh, jokes or lines about being old because Harrison Ford is like 80 years old now or something, yeah. right? Like, it's just, it's going to be bad. Can I tell you what I loved about this movie? Sure. Kate Blanchett. I love her. I also love Kate Blanchett. And I think apart from her often, well, it's not often. I don't want to like deaden her, her bad accent. accent. <laughs> I kind of loved it. Was it not the best? Sure. But it also felt very of world to me just because it was kind of silly and kind of bad. I was kind of like, oh, is she a spy? Is she pretending to be KGB and she's a spy from somewhere else? Like, 
I want to know that story. <laughs> um, but also that wig did so much work. Oh my goodness, that wig mm-hmm. carried this film. Kate Blanchett's wig carried the entirety of this movie. Shout out. Shout out to her wig, because that shit was <laughs> so that line was even insane. It was, it was so good. Um, I also love the ants. Big fan of the ants. Um, so such a cool sequence, so fun, really disgusting, big mummy vibes, which I am absolutely completely all about (laughs) um what else did i like about this movie i like the sword fight on the on the on the cars the sword fight was Mm -hmm. gorgeous it was so fun again the non-exploitative action sequences were fun and all that that stupid shit of the camp where like oxley has been overtaken by the power of the crystal skull and he's kind of like He's he's lost his own personal cognizance. He's, he's he's lost recognition of his own self because he's so taken by this power. And like the whole notion of him doing like this hand thing and he's like, give me a piece of paper. I was like, yes. Oh my God, that's yeah, so that silly. Yeah, that was cute. I like that. I love it. It's like big national treasure energy. I'm like, yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Just, okay, me- national treasure is a better movie. National Treasure is a way better movie. Na- okay, I'm going to be okay, controversial about na- Brave. National Treasure 2 is a better movie than Raiders of the Lost Ark. I 100% agree with you, 100%. And that's that that's National Treasure 2, people. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the second something. one. Okay, for real, seriously, though, what do you think National Treasure 3 is going to be about? I'm saying hacking. It's, it's online secrets. Um, I'm going to say that it's going to be in space. You know what? That's a good one. But what treasures are in space? Moon landing. Intergalactic treasure. Okay, here's the here's the thing. Here is what it is because National Treasure loves a good American conspiracy. It is him finding evidence that the moon landing was fake on the yes! space on the <laughs> on the space station. He finds like the reel or whatever, like the Kubrick reel. It says like Kubrick on it with the date of the moon landing, and it's just like oh, here it is. Uh, oh my god! If you're that's okay, what I want. If, if anybody who writes movies is out there and is hearing this, please write it. Please write this. Fuck, I want it. I want this so <laughs> bad. Can you imagine, um, like, truly? Because, like, Indiana Jones fucking sucks. Can you imagine National Treasure 3, though? What a treat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can. What an absolute. Well, because it's also, it's so f- silly. It's so f- fun. It's and so. See, that's the level of adventure that, like, you can be adventurous and still be relatively unproblematic. I mean,. Going back and watching that, I mean, some, we'll have to watch it. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I, I have, I've watched both of them recently, and there's some stuff in there that I'm like, mm, and that's, bleh. but way less problematic than Indiana Jones, <laughs> and that shit's both advent- <laughs> adventure city. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yes, you can be adventurous without denigrating, exoticizing, and I guess just dehumanizing entire populations. <laughs> like, it's possible, y'all. For sure. Like. It's totally possible. <laughs> okay, uh, just one more quick side note on Kate Blanchett's character. So, her character just knew things, right? Was psychic or whatever. Okay, like you know, it's like a hyper, a hyper version of like women's intuition is kind of like you know, okay, fine, psychic, whatever. I don't know. But yeah. then, like, the end, like, and all she wants to do, she just wants to know everything. She just wants knowledge. That's what she wants. She wants to, like, you know, go off and do her thing. But, like, 
knowing things because like clearly Marion is not uh capable of <laughs> of saving herself or you know she's not I mean I guess she's kind of smart or whatever she's just kind of there to get indie in this whole thing right but like what in the end like does Kate in is that she wants to know things and knowledge kills her or like dismantles her because it's bad for women to know things like I mean, with with all of the other toxic masculinity like bullshit that they were peddling, I was like, cool. Of course, of course, this time the main face of the bad people is a woman who knows things without ever like before anybody else. So like that's like an extension of woman's intuition. And then her downfall is going to be or, or the bad thing is her knowing things or her ambition, her wanting to to have knowledge. That's fucking sick. Oh my god. I didn't I didn't get that at all, but you're spot on. That's exactly it. That's exactly the fucking point of that character. No shit. That sucks, man. Fuck these people. That's so funny. I Because like she's such a good truly, actor. And well, like well, her wig was char- so good. And the character like- was great. I loved her character, but you're totally right. That's exactly why she was there. She was she wanted to be more knowledgeable and gave Indiana Jones a run for his money in every fucking moment. And but also wasn't tied her... down to a man, right? Yes. Like Marion. And Marion was bad. there. Marion was there to reinstall that, you know, women should be mothers, women should be married. And yeah, so so Marion was yes. This movie <laughs> is arguing that female autonomy is their own personal downfall. Yeah. In that last scene when she's when she's looking into the alien's eyes and like, what are her last words? She says, like, I, I, I want to know. I want to know everything. I want to know. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, she says, I don't want to know anymore. Stop. Too mm-hmm. much information. What? This? Okay. Fuck that shit. Yeah. She got. Oh, no. She got too smart. So she died. Her Women out there. Can't and can't handle it. Oh women and femme folk alike. Women and femme folk alike. Don't learn too much because you might die. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad what a, for you to know things. Okay, just what trust a us. Fucking trust the, trash. Trust the men. Yeah. A- aliens are cool. This movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm fucking done with this movie. <laughs> so am I. Fuck Indiana Jones. Man, fuck this movie. So um, we just talked about Raiders of the Lost Ark and Crystal yes. Skull and how these yes. movies uh, promote toxic masculinity and also yes. hate women. So, Eric, yes. um, for Raiders, who was it for? Oh, I mean, default answer. Uh, I'm going to choose cishet white men for a thousand. Ooh, and you got today's Daily Double because it's boom, both boom, of those boom. movies. Because <laughs> it's also the patriarchy. Shout out. Um, yeah. Uh, so this movie was for nobody other than them because it's for all the reasons we discussed. <laughs> Cis, het, white men. End of story. Who do you think it was for? Oh, yeah. 100% it was for them. So like I was... When I was reading, like, going through my notes and everything, and, like, right after, like, oh. I w- we were talking, because um, Danny and David also watched it with me, I was like, 
For Marion, they literally, okay, so you know how we already t- discussed, they made Indiana Jones like the man's man. This is who you should be. This is what you should want. You know, all of that, right? Yeah. Like their role model. They, they made that toxic masculinity's wet dream, right? They did the same thing to Marion. And they they forced her into that box of like she is tough, but she's not tough enough to where she could save herself. She's still helpless and stuff like that, but she can drink you under the table, and also she'll kiss your boo boos, and she yeah. has spunk, so she'll fight with you because that's fun. But like then she'll also like forgive you because like you're actually like you know you save her and it's fine. You don't ever have to apologize because he never fucking apologizes throughout any of these movies. In case you didn't know this, um, yeah. So I'm going to say this is Steven Spielberg and George Lucas's combined wet dream. And that's a world that I don't want to live in and I don't want to uh, ever visit again. I mean, I said this off off uh, pod, but I said the only good thing about this franchise was the ride. But honestly, when I ride it next Truly. time... I'm going to have to look at it a whole nother, <laughs> in a whole nother light. I'm going to be like, yeah, honestly, that snake is a sign of homophobia. I'm so sorry. It's it's lunging at me <laughs> and we're supposed we're supposed to be afraid of it and it's like I'm it's ooh, so ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. When um, So silly. When COVID is not a thing anymore, right? And yeah. when I come visit you in Southern California, we should go to Disneyland and we should ride oh, the yeah. rides that we've of movies and films and stuff that we've reviewed and we should have yes. a bonus episode where we critique the rise from a feminist I and queer perspective. I am so ready for that um, because I'll, I'll like, I mean, those rides are so immersive. I'm going to critique the fucking queue. Oh, I'm so, I don't give I'm a so shit. ready. Yeah, yeah. We're, no, critiquing, it's be a we're whole critiquing the fences. We're critiquing the fucking trees. We're going to critique it all. I don't give a shit. Yes, I'm fucking ready. All right. So, Eric, did yes. you like. Raiders of the Lost Ark? No, I did not. Is that going to be a hard pass for you? It's, it's well, okay. Let me let me compose myself before I make such a bold statement. Um, yeah, it's going to be a big, big hard pass for me. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is a canonically terrible film. Uh, I hate it. I really don't like that movie. It's not a good movie. Literally, the Nazis are only there to make Indiana Jones look less bad because he's a piece of shit doing some equally awful shitty things. Some mm-hmm. He exemplifies Nazi behavior, but because there's literal Nazis near him, it makes him look less bad. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Go fuck this whole movie. Go f- like what trash? I agree. I also did not like this movie and I was very surprised. I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I've seen these before. Like. They're not, like, my favorite. It's not The Last Crusade, which was my favorite, like I already mentioned. But, like, realizing so early in, like, you know, this this just throwaway dialogue that they fucking had, that she was 15, and realizing all of the things that, all of the implications of that, like, really set yeah. the tone for it left a bad taste in my mouth that didn't go away and just kind of got worse as the film kept going on. Um, oh, yeah. They double, triple, quadruple down on their badness. Anytime there was a moment of like unexceeding bad, like the highest level of like, man, that fu- that's fucking gross. 
they would be like, oh, you think that's bad? Get ready. We're going further. And then they'd get there. And you're like, why and how? And they're like, oh, this is bad? Oh, get ready. And you're like, what? who are you doing this for? Well, why, then, why are we doing this? And then to realize that, like, you know, reading some of the behind the scenes stuff, like, that it was like that on and off screen, that, like, the actor that played Marion, I'm sorry, I forget her name, but she had all of this backstory and she was like, cool, let, like, I think it'd be great if, uh, they were equal partners in this quest for the arc and all of that. I'm like, yeah, awesome. This is why you need diversity in writing rooms. And this is like, and just like then to have them be like, no, no. And to have her keep pushing it and to have them just be like, no. But meanwhile, Harrison Ford and everything that he wanted was like, so for instance, you know, we already talked about that. Like he brought a gun to a sword fight thing, right? So apparently, the entire cast and crew, except for Steven Spielberg, got dysentery while they were filming and, like, got super fucking sick. So Harrison Ford went, oh, and the reason that Spielberg did not get dysentery was because he didn't eat any of the local food. He had brought, like, canned foods and stuff like that. So everybody else got dysentery, right? And so Harrison Ford had like a 103 degree fever while they were filming that and was just tired and fucking done. And so like that whole scene was supposed to be like with the whip and the sword and the thing and the thing. It was supposed to be like a big giant long fight scene. The dude like that he shot spent weeks training for this one scene and he was just so over it that he was just like fuck it boom and shot him right and then they were like that's perfect that's what we're doing we're keeping it right and that is so representative of this movie and what it was doing like and what it was trying to show it's like yeah of course that absolutely tracks absolutely a hundred percent i didn't think that i could like the movie less and you just you got me even lower how fun I got you. Wow. Yeah, man. Fuck this. How about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Was it new, interesting, or the same? Progressive and regressive? Has it evolved with today's ideals? No, no, and no. It's the exact same fucking movie. 20 years later, no growth, no change, nothing new except aliens. And that is the only part about it that I like. Um, JK, Kate Planchett's wig is also great. Obviously, we've talked about it. <laughs> but um, no, it was it did none of those things. It literally did none of those. It's it's the same fucking bullshit shit characters with new shit characters who are equally as shitty <laughs> and bad. Um it's just bad. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> um was it new? Absolutely not. Was it interesting? No. Nope. I like did it have promise? Sure. But it wasn't. Um, was it the same? Yes. Uh, I'm going to say it was completely regressive. Um, oh, okay, I'm going to say it did evolve, but for boomers. Because this was a very anti-millennial, anti-women, anti-anything that yeah. isn't an old person movie. This is for boomers. This is this is who the... Like, oh, I guess that's the next question. But... That's how that's how it evolved. It evolved in a very boomer fashion. Yeah. So moving on to who is it for, I will fully agree with you that I do think that it was for the concept in popular culture that we attribute with uh, the boomer, the baby boomer generation. So I do think that there is a, 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 a generalized understanding of stubbornness and an unrelinquishing 
stalwart nature with new ideas and sort of expanding horizons that a lot of baby boomers have. So I think in that way it is for boomers, but I think it's really for people who don't want to change. In like a greater way, I think it's for people who are like so set in their ways, their understanding of the world from 30 years ago is the only way the world exists. Mm -hmm. Nothing's changed because nothing's changed for them in their lives and they're unwilling to change with it. So this This is like a justification like of like yeah, yeah and, and you are justified and it's it's a confirmation bias for their own life choices and this movie just solidifies that that understanding of what the world is to them and why they don't need to change and why they don't need to understand anything more than what they currently understand that is to say i do think it is for bad people cuz i equate that kind of a lifestyle with badness agreed yeah, a hundred percent. Great. Like in the same way. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I got it. This is very meta. Are you ready? So in the same yes. way that the aliens being archaeologists was for Indy and to like, you know, justify all of the choices and all of the things he's done with his life, this movie was that for people that are exactly like you just described. Are like, yeah, see, it's Perfect. fine. Cut print. That's exactly <laughs> who this movie was for. Did you like it? Oh my, no, um, no, no. I mean, I, did I like it more than the first one? Yes. Did I hate them both? Yes. Um, yeah. Did you like it? Fuck no! I hated it the first time, and I hated it this time. I hate it even more. Yeah. I hate both of these movies even more after looking at it through the lens that we do. Um, like I, you know, I had never looked at it through a feminist lens and I was like, fuck that. And then when you were saying everything about like, you know, the, the homophobic like pieces to this (laughs) too, I was just like, wow, this movie is even more trash. Like, and it's really bad. Um, like the, the more that we get into this, I just continue to like qualify. I think I like this. It's been a minute, you know, because like, I, like I had seen, I think I had seen one of these movies, like couple years ago and i was just like oh yeah this is fine yeah. you know like our like dumb fun whatever but yeah man this was rough and i don't ever want to watch that again trash media trash but not media. like the good trash media no it's the bad trash media yeah <sighs> what an absolute disaster <laughs> Yeah, um, we're done with that. I think um, next week we're going to, we've decided, or not next week, uh, next episode. Are we is doing going, Jingle All the Way? We're going to do Jingle All the Way because we, oh my God. Danny told us uh, while he was editing the last podcast, he's like, look, you guys said that there wasn't a Jingle All the Way uh, remake, but there absolutely was. And it stars Larry the Cable Guy. And um, we're going to do it. <laughs> I'm so scared. Honestly, though, it's going to be really funny if Jingle All the Way 2 is better than both of the Indiana Jones movies. Oh, it's going to be really funny. The bar is not high. (laughs) They could do it. They could go all the way. They could jingle all the way into our hearts with that franchise. If they wanted to, you know, we're open to it. We'll see what happens. We'll we'll see. We'll see. So, um, all right. Uh, let us know what you thought. If you ag- agree or disagree with us on Indiana Jones, yeah. dude, let us know. 
I, I kind of want to hear us other online. Takes. Yeah, at on us Instagram. Online. Instagram. Tell us why you love or hate us. There is no in between. And if you hate us, it's because you are not us. So <laughs> <laughs> shout out to your self-esteem, JK, LOL. Um, but no, seriously, if you want to talk about it, let's talk. I I mean, you have had friends and I have also had friends who have reached out after listening and been like, I don't necessarily agree with you. I want to talk about it. I'd be like, yeah, okay, great. Let's. Yeah, 100%. Let's, I, I, I would love to go over it. I want to hear what you have to say about this. So it's fun. It's fun for us. I love doing this. So if you want to talk to me about any of this, any of the uh, opinion-based trash I've espoused on this media <laughs> platform, um, honestly, just go ahead and shout out and be like, I want to yell at you. And I'll be like, yeah, let's do it. I think our Instagram is nostalgia.pod. Is that right? Yes. Nostalgia.pod. Yeah. Follow us there. Uh, we love you. Also, rate and review us, please. And tell your friends. Yeah. And uh Make your boomer parents listen to us. No, I'm just kidding. Write into us at nostalgiapodcast at gmail.com with questions or concerns. We love you so much. Thank you, Danny, for editing our podcast. And thank you, Eric, for being great. Thank you, Jess, for (laughs) also being great. I love and miss you. I love and miss you, too. And remember, stay cute. And stay critical. Bye. Bye now. Indiana Jones sucks. Bye.